right, let's get our Bibles this morning and let's try to hear what the Lord is saying to us. It's just vitally important that, that we seek God during this season. I don't even understand all this coming down. We get glimpses out of the Scripture that tells us things that's supposed to be happening in this last day. But it is so... Your Bible is so full of warnings, especially during this last day season. And the only safe place is going to be right up close to Jesus. So we're studying how to have that in spiritual encounter and how to get close to the Lord. I want to thank all of our, don't you just love our parking lot staff and the people that, that help you, our ushers, our, our parkers, all their teams. They're so wonderful. I want to say thank you, thank you. You know, it's a little bit harder to walk across the uh, sanctuary out here than it is to walk across the sanctuary inside. So I just want to appreciate all of those that God gives us to help us uh, to serve you. Because we're here this morning to serve you. But we're uh, specific in what we want to serve you. We want to make sure that we serve you, Jesus. He's the only star. So let's give the star of the whole thing. Let's give him a horn blow and a hand clap and a praise. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is that star. Now, the Bible tells me these secrets of how to get close to the Lord. Now, well, the Bible says that, that really those that love the Lord, that God reveals secrets too. And that's why the Holy Spirit is active in all of your lives. That's why the Holy Spirit is drawing you, dealing with you. Working in you. That's because God, by His Spirit, is trying to give us that secret pathway of getting close to Him. So we're talking about some of those things that the Bible tells us about that become secrets to us getting close to the Lord. We've talked about being able to wait on God. That's a real important aspect. And that means that you're looking to see God come to your rescue. Expectancy means waiting. So if you're this morning, if you're expecting God to show up in your car, do something miraculous with you, heal your body, give you an strength and encouragement, if you are, then you're waiting upon God. The second we've talked about is humility. And humility simply says, I don't have to fight my own battles. I, I can't fight my own battles. Humility says, I'll forgive everybody for everything and I'll leave it into the hands of the Lord. That's why you don't get mad. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to be upset. Maybe the partner that you drove to church with this morning you had some issues with. Well, right now, just forgive them. Leave all of that justice up to God. Man, God can work it all out. But one thing for sure, if I allow myself to be angry, mad, upset, I'm going to mess up God's plan. So that's why the Bible says, be humble. Be, just be humble. Say, I'm going to leave all the justice up to the Lord. The third area we've talked about is divine desperation. Man, I'm desperate for God. See, some of you may be desperate for a lot of things in life, but God is working in your life to make Him the divine desperation. That's why, men, we show up on a parking lot, whether it's hot or cold. That's why we're determined we're going to worship God. We're going to move back into the sanctuary. We're going to, we're going to find our places back at the altar. All that, because this is divine desperation that's inside of us. Somebody says, you know, I don't feel like going to church. You don't understand what I'm talking about then. I'm talking about a divine desperation that when you get up, there's this urgency in all of our lives to, to move closer to God. Now, I had that before the last day experience, and I'm sure you did too. If your heart's right with God, there is a divine desperation that's moving you closer and closer and closer to God 
all the days of your life. In fact, from the point that you come to Jesus, you start a divine uh, pathway. And that pathway is to get close to God, which will end up in heaven one day. Hallelujah. It will end up in heaven one day there with the Lord. So, but it's real important that we're progressing as the Holy Spirit is leading us. So that's divine desperation. We've talked about divine actions of obedience. Simply, simply that, that I'm not going to get close to anybody that I don't care about pleasing. That there's a, not only divine desperation, but there's divine pleasing inside of us. Now, I want to please God. I want my life to be pleasing with God. I don't want to build up all these things that God's told me to do that I have to repent for. I want my life to please God. So that's divine obedience. Now, if you want to get right close to God, one of the major ways is just determine, I'm just going to be obedient to God. And that happens like this. When God tells you, you do it. When God inspires you, you do it. When God moves it on your heart, you do it. Somebody says, well, God called me to, to a certain such ministry. And, 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 man, I've been afraid to do it. Well, well, honey, you need to defeat that fear. And you need to obey God. So whatever it is that God's telling you, if you want to please God, if you want to be close to God, you're never, ever going to be close to God unless all of us put pleasing God as a major priority in our life. So whatever the Bible's telling you, whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you, whatever you're feeling that little urgency in the Lord, you say, God, I'm going to obey you. Now, how many of you this morning, you feel like God is drawing you to do something somewhere at some time for somebody? Amen. That, that's God, see? That's the Lord. And you want to be obedient to the Lord. Now, this morning, we're going to talk about divine prayer. We're going to talk about the purpose of prayer in this pursuit of me getting close to God. Now, most of us kind of deal with prayer this way. I'm in trouble. I'm going to pray my way out of it. You know, that's not the real use of prayer. Now, certainly God comes to your rescue, and certainly we can cry out to God in the midst of need. But prayer is my pathway for me to get close to God. That means I, I want to be a stronger prayer warrior. I want to be more involved in prayer. Because literally the first way you're going to probably feel God drawing you close to Him is going to be the draw to more prayer. Because in prayer, it's a two-way conversation. How many found prayer to be a two-way conversation? Man, it's not one way. <laughs> well, if your prayer is still one way, let me say you're pretty immature in prayer. That means you spend all the time talking, all the time warning, all the time trying to get from God. Now, I'm going to tell you, the major thing is not to get from God. It's to be loved by the Lord. Being loved owned by God. That's the major thing that we love as a believer. So God is dealing with all of our lives. So if the Holy Spirit is drawing you, for instance like this, the hardest thing I do every day is keep my prayer time with God. I mean, that's an issue the devil has fought ever since I came to the Lord. That issue, because the devil knows that if he can, he can interrupt my daily time with God, he can interrupt the pathway for me to get close to God. So know this, if, if that's being fought, man, that's not unusual. And the, and the harder you try, sometimes the harder your fault. But I'm going to tell you what, that's one fight we win. Because we cannot, we cannot have the luxury of being defeated there. 
We've got to break through whatever it takes. That means if it means setting the clock an hour early, 30 minutes early, that means if I'm laying other things aside, man, seeking God is the major thing in all of our life. So prayer has to remain. So I pray this morning that if you don't have a daily prayer life, then your prayer life is like this. Help. <laughs> That's probably all you get to pray. Help me, God. God wants it to be so much more. God wants to visit you in your prayer times. God wants to come to you and strengthen your life. I cannot find words to describe what happens when you're in prayer on a consistent basis with God. I mean, God just shows up. He comes walking in the room. There's a divine strengthening that takes place. There's a divine wisdom that takes place. You say, you say, I'm too busy. Listen, honey, you're too busy. You're, or you have too many need not to pray. Because prayer is the only thing that's going to ever cause it to be successful. So you've got to know that I've got to lay other things aside in my life. I've got to take up the most important thing in my life. I've got to let prayer be the first focus of my life every day. So every morning I wake up with that divine desperation, man. That, that fighting to have that prayer time. And, and usually things take place in in the church early in the morning. And so for me to have that prayer time, it's like I'm boxing that devil every day. Boxing that thing down. I try to set my uh, my clock an hour earlier or, or, or 30 minutes early, whatever it is. And I find that doesn't stop the devil, man. He just keeps boxing. But that's just like this morning at 4.30, I begin to answer that cry of my heart to, to seek God and to be close to God. I'm going to encourage you. If you ever want to make it, and make it in a success, if you want a successful marriage, if you want a successful family, if you want to be a success on your job, you've got to put seeking God first because you're not the answer to your dilemma. God is the answer to your dilemma. So you have to put seeking God as the most important thing. So you get up every day and you fight all hell to be able to pray. Whatever the devil's throwing at you, whatever the devil, you, you fight it and you beat it down to be able to pray. So I'm going to talk about this just a little for a few minutes. I want to talk about some different types of prayer that we, I believe that has to be there for us to be able to get close to God in prayer. You know, there was a time where prayer, when I first started, I can remember it was really hard to fill my time of prayer. The time that I had made the commitment to God. But I found out the, the, the more mature you are, the closer you get, and the more full that time comes. I cannot remember a morning in prayer in the last many, many years that Jesus didn't show up in that prayer time. It's, it's, not, it's not a question anymore. It's not a question anymore. Can, can I wake up, man? Because Jesus shows up, and that prayer becomes powerful. Just when I'm saying that, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the presence of God just fills that room. I don't care where that. Sometimes I'm traveling, sometimes I'm out, so I have to make my altar of prayer in a lot of different places. And but but when when as God just shows up wherever it is, there is a divine strengthening that takes place. Man, I may feel as weak as I can be before I pray. 
But after prayer, there is a divine strengthening that takes the very things that you thought you couldn't handle. All of a sudden, it becomes the ability in you to handle it. In fact, it's, it's the, called the might of God. Uh, the might of God is the ability to do whatever God wants you to do. And the Bible says the might of God is this dynamic thing. It's like a, it's like a, a, a stick of dynamite that comes in your spirit all of a sudden that gives you the very strength of God. And, all, and I tell you, be honest with you, if you'll stay in the presence of God, what seemed like a challenge that you were supposed to do, all of a sudden it will become a great joy for you to do it. It's like you can't even wait to get there. That's just like this last week. I had to appear before the IRS. Uh, not because of wrong time, because they said I didn't exist. Last year, they lost me. <laughs> or, or something, uh, they lost me, and so I was completely out of our system. So I had to go to Monroe, Louisiana this morning, and, uh, I mean, uh, this week, and had to sit in front of the IRS uh, lady and had to prove who I was. So I had all my things, I had about 20 things or so that to prove that I am me there. But I tell you what, I had prayed over that, and all of a sudden it became an excitement. I couldn't hardly wait to get to that. I didn't know what was going to happen. I couldn't hardly wait to get to that hour. I tell you what, I had the most glorious visit I've ever had. I can't remember any pastoral visit that was any better than that. Man, it was so wonderful to sit there and share Jesus and love on God with somebody. And I mean, it was exciting. But God takes what I'm telling you. God takes hard situations and puts a divine might inside you to set that would seem hard prior all of a sudden becomes an excitement to be able to do it for the glory of God. That's what happens in prayer. And then there comes divine wisdom. Let me quickly mention these. It has to be faith-filled prayer. Now, if your prayer is going to get you close to God, it's got to be full of faith. Man, I hope your prayer life has developed from begging God. Now, I mean, let me tell you what. God's made you a son and a daughter. He hasn't left you as a beggar. And so you don't have to beg your father. For anything. Man, you can show up boldly into that very throne room of grace. And you can get from God whatever it is that you need. And so it's just one of that be faithful. What does that mean? I can believe it before I see it. That's why in prayer, man, you can believe it before you see it. Some of you there this morning, you say, well, I'm just getting discouraged in prayer. And I just wonder what kind of prayer life you have. There's, there's some things that I'm believing God for that's happening right now. There's some things I'm believing God for that they're still I'm waiting to happen. But the thing about it, when you spend time in prayer and faith, all of a sudden you believe it before you see it. That means you live with your miracle before you ever physically get it. You live it with it in the spirit before you ever get it in the physical. Now I'm going to tell you what, sometimes it becomes so exciting to receive it in the Spirit to where you feel like you've already had it for so long when it finally happens, it just kind of a downer to you because faith has built it up in your life so much. I'm here to tell you this morning, you don't have to be depressed about your sickness. You don't have to be depressed about your circumstances. You don't have to be depressed about your finances. You don't have to be depressed, uh, depressed about any problem in your life. You can get up in the morning and live with the answer. And that answer can be real inside you. And if you will have that kind of faith-filled prayer, it won't be long until that that is in heaven breaks through to earth and the miracle that God already has invested in you in heaven comes into your earth situation for the glory of God. Man. So the first thing, man, we have to make sure 
if I'm going to get close to God in this thing, I've got to be a faith-filled prayer. Amen. I've got to allow the Lord. The second thing has got to be, it's got to be a fervent prayer. <laughs> Somebody says, man, my, I pray and my situation just gets worse and worse. Can't you understand what's happening? God's trying to give you a fervent prayer. Man, unless something's strong enough to move you, you're never going to believe it to strong enough to move God. So something has to get strong enough to move you. That's what the Bible calls fervent prayer. The Amplified Version of the Bible says it this way. It says, the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes much power available. Let me tell you what. If you will let, if you will get off a discouraged street and start living on street of encouragement, and to realize that when I'm going into prayer, that that I'm really feeling inside me, I'm going to let it become a, a divine a urgency in my heart. When I open my mouth, you're crying out to your Father in heaven. And you're believing God that all the angels of heaven are moving on your behalf. Something happens. That fervent prayer begins to yield a power source from God that can come no other way. So quit being discouraged. Get fervent in the Lord. Amen. Then it's also, not only is it a fervent, but it's a personal prayer. A personal prayer altar. And I tell you what, there's something that you and Jesus has that you and nobody else have in all the world. There's something that me and Jesus have that, that nobody in the world is able to share that place. There's something about that personal prayer altar. I tell you what, even when I'm here still talking about it today, and I already had my, my prayer altar this morning, but there it man is in me. I just can't wait till tomorrow. Because in the morning, I will arise again. And in the morning, in my personal prayer altar, I will meet with Almighty God. I'm going to tell you what, He's bigger than the President. He's bigger than anything. He's, president, he's, he's bigger than any financial uh, person. He's bigger. He's mightier. And in the morning, the King of Kings will come and be with me as I invite Him. So I'm here to tell you that, that it's just vitally important that you realize that this is a personal prayer altar. I can talk to God about anything. I can tell God anything. My Heavenly Father loves me. Somebody says, I, I just don't know how to pray about this. Well, that's, that's where we start almost every situation in prayer. But we let the Word of God first counsel us. And then we let the Spirit of God begin to counsel us. And in that personal prayer altar, all of a sudden divine answers begin to come. There will become a divine. There will become a divine cry, or there will become a divine prayer given to you prior to the time that there is a divine miracle happen to you. In your personal prayer altar, God will begin to speak to you. Well, you know, I, I'll do a little bit of construction, not much, but as I do a little bit of construction, I realize there are various tools that move various things. I mean, sometimes you can take an old crowbar and you can move almost anything, but it won't move everything. And then there's other things. There are other tools. What I'm saying is this. There's some things that God wants to tell you specifically that you need to pray about whatever it is that you're believing for. 
God has a divine crowbar to move every situation, but God's got to reveal to you. Sometimes it may come in a line. Sometimes it will come in a verse. Sometimes, I tell you what, I have so many miracles that I'm believing God for right now. And God, what God does, God comes to my personal prayer time and He'll give me my scripture, honey. It's not yours. It's my scripture. And God gives me my scripture. And I know as long as I've got that scripture inside me, my divine miracle is taking place. So you got to know God's give you a personal prayer time, a personal prayer altar. There's a place where you touch God and God touches you in a personal prayer altar where He gives you the divine secrets and gives you the divine tools to move whatever it is that you're needing to move in your life. Praise God. But not only is it a personal prayer altar, it's also a public prayer altar. I'm going to tell you, that's the major reason that we're working inside this building. The, the major reason, the, the thing that has suffered in all of our lives is the altar of prayer that comes when, when the group of people worship God. There's things that happen to me in my personal prayer altar that will never happen to me in my public prayer altar. But there's things that happen in my public prayer altar that cannot happen in my personal prayer altar. There is something about the children of God when they begin to worship God together. There is something, there is a divine exchange that begins to take place. That becomes this divine. And the reason that we're working to try to get in here, because the thing that has suffered is our altar time. It's the midst of the congregation of praise and worship where that we can walk to that front and God walks to that front on the other end. I, I've watched that happen in so many of your lives. And I've watched you stand there in the midst of such heartbreaking situations and then I saw the divine king come walking up to you, man. And that divine king would, would meet you in that altar. I tell you, there's things that happen in that public prayer altar that do not happen in your in your private prayer altar, but God wants a divine work taking place. Amen? So what we're trying to do, the reason we're working to get inside here, it's, it's, it's not for the seats, it's not for the floor. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I really don't care, but it is that space at the front of that church that when the church raises their hands and begins to worship God, God comes on the scene and there's a divine exchange that takes place there in that in that public prayer. Some of you have the devil's taken insecurity and inferiority and, and fought you to where you've never been able to receive the power that he has for you in that public place. You know what the word kneel means? That's why David said, I will come into the congregation and I will kneel before my God. You know what the word kneel means? The kneel is a picture of a poor little dog that has no power to help itself. And that poor little dog stretches out itself before its master. I don't know how many of you have a loving pet at home, but man, we, we've got so many pets at our house, there's hardly not enough love to go around all of them. <laughs> but one of the great joys, I can walk out in my front yard and it won't be long till a little pet will come and lay itself before its master. I can walk out in my backyard and got a whole other set of characters back there and it won't be long until that little pet comes and lays out itself before its master. 
And I tell you what, it happens like this. They'll come and they'll lay their little self out. That's what the Bible calls kneeling. That, that's, that, that is the word for kneel. It's, it's, it's the word that a dog does when he lays out in front of its master because I know it's not long before that little pet lays out till I reach my arms down. I pick that little puppy up or whatever it is. I bring him close to me. And while I'm sitting there, I just begin to stroke it. <laughs> I mean, he's had God do you that way so many times. So many times. I've watched that happen with hundreds of people at the same time inside this church. Over the number of years, I've, had, I've watched it happen to a thousand. I've watched miracles transpire in a moment of time. <laughs> I've watched darkness flee and where such discouragement, depression, all of a sudden, it's gone and in fact, this Wednesday night, we're going to have a testimony of, of one such lady. Debbie has a marvelous testimony. She's going to be here Wednesday night. She's going to share it because 25 years ago, she walked to the front. <laughs> and there at the front of the altar, Debbie had such depression that suicide became her daily threat. In fact, Debbie tried to take her life a number of times. But that day was different. <laughs> she walked to the front that day. The minister that was ministering there just felt led of the Lord and spoke to her heart. As he was walking by. He said, that depression, you'll never have it again. When that minister spoke that, something broke inside of Debbie. And she'll be here Wednesday night to tell you that for 25 years, it's never happened. Depression has never come back one time to her. I'm here to tell you that's the power as we come together in group prayer. That's the power that God comes. Man, I can feel it right now. I, don't, I hope you can in your car. I, I tell you what, I can feel it right here. I, I can feel myself as that little dog that has laid itself out before its master. The master has picked me up and holding me to his chest. And there's something about my heartbeat that's laid next to the master's heartbeat. All of a sudden, my heartbeat becomes the thing that is unnoticed. And his heartbeat becomes the thing that is noticed. And all that the devil told me I couldn't do, <laughs> all in the arms of my master, there's a divine knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there is things that take place in prayer in all of our lives if that only come that way. So if I'm going to get close to God, I must determine I'm going to get close to God in prayer. So we're going to start out then with that personal prayer altar. And then as we take place in the personal prayer altar, and then we begin to move to that group altar of prayer. I want to say this in, in closing. Spirits of insecurity and spirits of fear fight every one of us. I'm going to tell you that one of the hardest things I'll ever do. I, when I was a kid, I was, wasn't raised in church. 
So there became a, a real fear of being around church people and especially to be around ministers. In fact, I was living the kind of life I would go in the other direction. <laughs> there was such a, a, a fear inside me. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a fear that they would really see through me or... But that was... I'm going to tell you what, nowadays, that fear still tries to rule my life. That's why right here up here this morning, like what I knelt down earlier, and old devil's there and said, you're making a fool of yourself. And you know what? I just determined years ago, I'll be a fool for Jesus anytime and any day. And that fear says nobody wants to hear what you have to say. There's nothing that you could say that would help anybody. And so I get up here Sunday after Sunday and open my mouth to defeat that fear that Satan has put against my life. But the dividend I have received, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, Open up the doors <laughs> and the King of glory will come in. <laughs> and then the Bible asks this question, who is this King of glory? <laughs> then the Bible answers it. He's the one that is mighty in battle. <laughs> so every Sunday that I fight fear to do what God has asked me to do in the word, that, that's the way I swing the door open to the King of glory. When I say, God, I will not let the devil rule my experience with you. I will determine to worship you. And I will determine to do it the way you say. So, Sunday after Sunday, I swing that door. Now, when I swing that door open, I feel as weak as can be. But all of a sudden, the King of Glory steps in. <laughs> and when the King of Glory steps in, He comes knocking things out of my way, man. Because He's the one that is mighty in battle. If you want to see God do things for you that you've never, ever seen Him do, you open up the door in ways that you've never opened up before. And if you will open up the door to the King of glory, He will come in. Amen? Yes, Lord. Give me the we want to we take, take a moment right here in the very close. And, and they're feeling the starts of music. I tell you, the presence of God is here. I don't know if he's out there, but he's here. And I'm going to ask him to come out there. If you need anything from God, won't you step out from your car? Won't you stand beside it? We're going to take our little step. We're going to take our fearful step. We're going to take our step to, to open up for the King of glory. Come on. If you need something from God, you step outside that car right now. That's you opening up. <laughs> opening up your door. To the King of Glory. We're going to give it just a moment. I'll let you get set. 
Because when we open up the door, the King of Glory is going to step through it. And the Bible says, who is this King of Glory? Oh, he's the one that's mighty in battle. (laughs) That's why the devil works overtime to try to keep you from opening that door. (laughs) Because you, the devil may think he can handle. But the King of Glory, he can't do anything with. (laughs) And as you open up that door, the King of Glory. Yes, yield it to the Lord. Lord, we're right here together. Lord, we believe in the power of the altar. <laughs> so, Lord, together we, we make this altar to You, Lord. Asking You that You would come to my altar this morning, God. Lord, come. O King of glory. And, Lord, as I have defied that fear... As I have defied that, that the devil didn't want me to do by doing it. As I become that little dog that's laying at his master's feet. Lord, the door is being opened. Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Oh, God. I want you to do something as you as you sense God approaching you I want you to raise that hand I want you to just give us if you as you sense God coming to you as you open up that door as you just swing that door in response, I want you to take that little hand and just raise it up to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm feeling you. I'm sensing you. I'm finding you. Ah, ah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How many sense that strength coming into you? God bless you. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah.